Hello, and welcome to our Lighthouse podcast. We hope that this message brings inspiration and intent to your day. So proud to be speaking on Mother's Day today. When I look around at the women in our community, I'm just overcome by the vibrancy of women that we have here at Lighthouse, don't we? You know, we've got women that are educators, women that are in our our health profession. We have mums that are nurturing and loving the next generation. We have leaders. We have business women. There's just so much vibrancy here at Lighthouse. And today, I just want to say thank you. Thank you to all the women today, especially if you haven't heard it yet. If you've got older children or people, children that aren't around today, thank you. Thank you for... Thank you for the way that you love and that you nurture our, our community around us and we are better because of you, so thank you. Today, I've got, a, I've got doing a bit of a survey across our gatherings and our hands up if you are a crazy plant lady. Crazy, or maybe a crazy plant man, we won't discriminate. So crazy plant people, hands in the air, who loves their plants? Okay, who, who got an indoor plant today maybe for Mother's Day, anyone? Well, there, there's, a seat, there's some coming for you from Kids Church today, so don't worry, everyone will get one. This, this theme is running through our day today. But I am a crazy plant lady. I actually became a crazy plant lady during COVID. We were supposed to um, be going to Bunnings to take back a fire pit that Andy, I don't know what happened to it, it fell, the bottom fell out and we had to go return it. Um, and instead of coming home with a new fire pit, I came home with uh, four new plants and beautiful pots for our home. And I I love plants. I love the way they make our space feel. I I love the the refreshment that they bring when I go home. I love plants. But something I've also come to realise is that actually takes a bit of energy and effort, doesn't it, to keep our plants healthy and to keep them in bloom. And that's our key word for today, bloom. What does the word bloom actually mean? It means to come into or be in full beauty or health, to become radiant and glowing. Lighthouse Women, I love that, to be in full beauty and full health. So today I'm going to talk about a few ways that as women we can be in full health by being nourished by God, by being planted in a community and being empowered in our story. We can become healthy and therefore our whole community is able to bloom. Now men, I've said women, but don't just sit back and start thinking about lunch or is it football on today? I'm not really sure, but don't tune out. I want you to lean in today. I want you to make sure that you're listening as well, because in order for our women to be healthy, we need our men to be healthy as well. And we need our women and our men to both together be healthy in our community so we can see them empowered. So let's all lean in today. I'm going to pray for us as we start. God, I just pray right now as I speak that it's your Holy Spirit words that I heard this morning. God, I pray that your voice is louder than any other today. God, I pray that you are able to bring refreshment in this space this morning and that, um, Holy Spirit, you're able to start working in spaces that women know that they need you more, God. I pray that you are louder than any other, that, God, you today allow women to realise the full health and full beauty that you have for them. In Jesus' name, amen. I have my fiddle leaf up here today because uh, this fiddle leaf is a bit of my plant journey. Uh, I I admitted that I'm a a plant lady, but I have something else to admit today. Paul, this is a safe place you always tell us, isn't it? Well, I actually fail the indoor plant community. I'm not a very good plant lady. 
in actual fact, anything I buy usually dies, and this fiddle leaf is one of them. Uh, but look, it's, 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 I'll tell you the story. It's in full bloom now. But I went to Ikea, and we just moved to Wollongong and got the, the new rugs and the cushions and everything else. Um, and I think I'm going to say, Andy, that it came home with a disease because it didn't take long for it actually all to rot and to die. The leaves got brown. They fell off. The, something was going weird in the soil. It actually totally died, and I just gave up on it. I took the pot because it was a pretty pot and kept the pot and just put the put the plant outside and just gave up on it. But uh, Andy, Andy, for all my failures, actually, I've got a superhero plant man. I don't know. <laughs> you can call him that if you like. Plant man. <laughs> In his former life, Andy was a garden landscaper. So he actually knows a fair bit about plants and he, he actually cares about them a lot. He likes to research them, know where they'll go and what conditions they need. So when he saw my rejected fiddle leaf, he went to it, he nourished it, he got some new soil, he actually cut it right back and, uh, and then he left it in an area in our backyard where we knew we got some good light and it would get some good rain. And look, look at it today. This fiddle leaf came back to life again. It started to grow and the, the new blooms happened and it came back to life again. And uh, mums, I want to say to us today that actually in order for us to be in that full bloom, to be in that full health, to be in that full beauty, that it actually takes time and nourishment for us. And nourishment is the food that you are given that helps with growth and health and good condition and helps us find that deep refreshment. There's a story that you've probably heard about, about another type of plant in the Bible, and it's the vine. So in John 15, you can follow along on your devices, or it's going to come up on the screen as well. It talks about how to keep this healthy. It says, I am the true grapevine, and my father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch of mine that doesn't produce fruit and he prunes the branches that do bear fruit so that they will produce even more fruit. You have already been pruned and purified by the message that I have given you. Remain in me and I will remain in you. For a branch cannot produce fruit if it is severed from the vine and you cannot be fruitful unless you remain in me. I'm going to stop there for a moment. That's a strong command, isn't it? Remain. Remain in me. Actually, remain means to continue to exist, especially after other similar people or things have ceased to do so. We are, we are called to remain. Remain. And actually, when we do remain, it's that deepest kind of nourishment that we can actually find, that safest place of love that we can get from that vine. So let's continue. It says, yes, I am the vine and you are the branches and those who remain in me and I in them will produce much fruit. From apart from me, you can do nothing. Anyone who does not remain in me is thrown away like a useless branch, just like the fiddle leaf and withers, but such branches are gathered into a pile to be burned. But if you remain in me and my words remain in you, you may ask for anything you want and it will be granted. And when you produce much fruit, you are my true disciples. And this brings great glory to my Father. When we are nourished by the vine, we produce a lasting fruit, it says. And not a fruit that just withers and dies or might bloom for one season and then is gone. But when we have that deep nourishment, we have, um, we have that deep nourishment, we can bloom, we can continue to grow, we continue to be in full health. To remain, it takes discipline, doesn't it? It actually takes discipline. It's not just, you know, that, that word um, health and, and self-care and self-love, it's very popular at the moment. We can actually spend a lot of money on, on being our healthiest and the, 
the latest shakes and, and supplements and getting work done to, to be in our full health. But actually, it doesn't last that long. I love a massage. I love time for myself. And I do believe that women, we do need time to have some time to ourselves and to re-energise. And it's really important to find those spaces. But unless we find that space of deep nourishment with God in a continual rhythm and remain in that place, then we aren't, we're not going to survive season after season. So actually, actually to remain, it's a discipline and it creates a rhythm is needed in order to stay there. A rhythm is that continual pattern that happens over and over again. So you, we're here today. That's a great rhythm, isn't it? To be together in a faith community. And we're going to talk about that more a little bit later. This is a great rhythm. And being part of like a connect group or a smaller group of women that you can talk to and, and talk about your faith, that's another great rhythm. But I'm going to suggest that, that whatever season that you find yourself in, let's find a great rhythm for ourselves to continually remain. So what that looks like for you, whether it's, you know, just the Bible app at the end of the day to get some scripture, whether it's making sure you take yourself to a place where you can really have some time with God and some space with God. But write that down today in your phones, in your notes. I want you to go home today and that's your homework. How are you going to find a rhythm to remain? What's your rhythm going to be for this season? And we're going to talk a bit more about that with some other women later on in the lounge and what they do to keep their rhythm. So when we find uh, that nourishment, we actually need to be in a community in order to thrive. Another plant tip that uh, I found out from my failings and from Andy's, I don't know, great plant man work <laughs> was that, was that uh, I like to just put plants where they look pretty. Does anyone else do that? Just in the space that might look really good, but actually there's not enough light there or, uh, you know, they don't get enough. I don't know, something else. I don't show so much I don't know about it. But Andy started grouping them together and we have this beautiful rainforest area in our house with all of our plants grouped together. And actually when plants are grouped together that need similar conditions, they thrive. They all came to life. They all start growing. They've got the right nutrients that they help each other um, create a mini biome. I did some research for you. And it actually helps them thrive. And I believe that for us today, Lighthouse, I believe that when we are in community that we can also thrive, can't we? I love being in the generations and I think I talk about that often, but when we come together, we can look up and I can get so much from women that have gone before me and I can look out and I see amazing women that I do life with that can encourage me and spur me on in what I'm doing and I can look below and I can pass on some of the wisdom that I've been through too. And when we're in a, in a community, we can actually help each other flourish. You probably know being in community is good and you know the good things about it. And you might be part of different communities. You know, we can be part of so many communities at the moment, can't we? We can be in dance communities and sport communities and book club communities. But there's something different about being in a faith community, isn't there? When we're in a faith community, where actually our holistic health is looked after, our mind, body and our spirit is able to flourish and thrive when we're together. We were made to be in community. Uh, this week, Andy said, but it was actually my birthday week this week and, and Mother's Day all in one go, so it's a bit exciting. I get, I get overwhelmed with cards and creative things from my family and uh, my daughter, Audrey, she's seven and uh, she, she loves to create things. That's probably her love language of making things and she made me this book this week. It says, My Mum, and this is actually my favourite gift I got this week. It's, it's pretty cute. There's some, it, some great spelling in there too, <laughs> but my mum's amazing. She can do anything and I'm rock climbing. 
climbing or abseiling and I'm adventurous, I'm kind, I'm wild, I'm funny, I love kids, so she knows all the things about me. But my favourite part, and this made me cry when she gave it to me and I put it up on the screen, it says, I love my mum because she's amazing and she is powerful. Isn't that? And how often do we say that about ourselves, hey? (laughs) How often do we say that we are powerful? But actually, if our our children or people around us are saying that about us, we must be doing something right. And uh, when Audrey gave me those words today, you know, that's all that I want for her. All I want for the next generation is for them to know that they are powerful. And... um, yeah, she, she, yeah, just it really just helped me this week just to understand what this concept is, to be empowered in my story and the season that I'm in. And uh, Pastor Paul, we're in a series at the moment talking about the power of you. And uh, actually, whatever sphere, whatever season you are in, you can be empowered in what God has for you. We don't have to go into the season alone. We have the Holy Spirit with us. And it keeps going in John 15 verse 16. It says, you didn't choose me. I chose you. I appointed you to go and produce lasting fruit so that the Father will give you whatever you ask for when you use my name. So Lighthouse, God has appointed you. He has empowered you and he has chosen you for this season. I want you to think about today, what legacy have you, have you, are you going to stand on for the generations to come? Can I tell you about my mum? It's Mother's Day and the legacy that she's created for me. There's a photo that will come up on the screen. There she is. This is just a few months ago, and uh, that's my older sister, Keisha. And uh, my mum actually grew up in far north Queensland, and she was a bit of a rascal growing up in the country. They would climb mango trees and chase snakes and all these funny stories that they loved to tell us. Oh, she's here today. My mum's here. I just saw her. Oh. <laughs> oh, now I'm thrown, mum. <laughs> Okay, I won't change the story. <laughs> okay, I have to get back on track. My mum's here. Oh. Okay. But my mum actually created a great legacy for our family. Um, her mum and dad would drop her to, to church each week. And uh, although they didn't have faith, they understood the importance of it and the value of being in a faith community. And so that they would drop my mum and her siblings there. And my mum was able to, to choose that faith for herself. And um, as a teenager, she met my dad, who also was a first-generation Christian and, and chose that faith for himself too. And that is something that they have created a legacy for our family. I have never known not being part of a faith community. I've never known the importance of not knowing the importance of, of Sunday, of being in a faith community on a Sunday and uh, being part of people coming around me and loving me. I have great memories of um, going to church when I was little and then we would have lunch with family, friends afterwards. People today that are still part of my life that speak into me and give us gifts when we have babies and are part of all our celebrations. I have great memories of the friends that I had growing up with because of this establishment of being in a faith community. And my mum, she changed the legacy of a family for generations to come because now I know the importance of that for my kids to come. I know the importance of being in in, in a faith community and my kids love coming to Lighthouse and being a part of this place. And uh, I know that the legacy is now a faith generation for, for generations to come. So what is the legacy that God has placed over your life? What is the legacy for generations to come? Women, I really believe that God wants to use you to find healing from pain and trauma that might be in your family or in your family line. 
I believe that he wants to change the story uh, for things that have happened in your life. I, want, I believe that he wants to use you in your story to change the way people think. I believe he wants to use you for the, to change the way people lead. I believe that he wants to use you to change things in your workplace with your friendship groups. I believe that God wants to use you to change a cause that he's placed on your heart. That's really important. I love that, that quote. I can't remember where it comes from, but be the change you want to see in the world. Uh, a national conference a few weeks ago, I, um, I was in worship there and it's a great opportunity at those conferences to just have time to just really be in worship and I feel like in worship God gave me that word bloom and I was like, bloom, okay God. So I spent some time meditating it, meditating on it and that scripture came to me as I was looking through a few different scriptures around this idea of blossoming and growth and, and remaining and the scripture from Isaiah 35 really um, resonated with me. In Isaiah 35, it talks about a new hope and a new life and restoration and the first 34 chapters of Isaiah actually the, the judgment that happens to the nations. And then in 35, it talks about the new life and the new hope. In Isaiah 35, verse 1 to 6, it'll come up on the screen. It says, Even the wilderness and desert will be glad in those days. The wasteland will rejoice and blossom with spring crocuses. Yes, there will be an abundance of flowers and singing and joy. And the deserts become as green as the mountains of Lebanon, as lovely as Mount Carmel or the plain of Sharan. There the Lord will display his glory, the splendor of our God with his news, strengthen those who have tired hands and encourage those who have weak knees and say to those with fearful hearts, be strong and do not fear. So when I read that, I was like, it talks about these spring crocuses. I'm like, what are spring crocuses? In, in this scripture, it talks about wasteland and desert and then it's going to blossom with spring crocuses. There they are. So I did some research. I probably should do research more often about plants, but this is my research on the spring crocus, the crocus flower. You ready? It's pretty cool. The crocus flower leads the way for other spring blooms to follow. They bloom bright and early, bringing much-needed colour after a long winter. These small but mighty plants with their colourful blooms and sweet fragrance lure out the hungry bees and create new life. Crocus plants will multiply and come back year after year, bringing more blooms with them. How cool is that? It says that the wasteland will rejoice and blossom with spring crocuses. Women, I believe today, as you are nourished, as you remain, as you are in a faith community today, as you are empowered in your story, God is going to use you just like the spring crocus to bloom year after year and to bring other blooms with you. Isn't that an amazing thought? Can I pray for you today as we finish? God, I just thank you so much for the Lighthouse women here today in our community. I thank you for the plan that you have for them, God. I thank you for the future that you have for them. I thank you for the legacy that they hold. And God, I pray today that they hear your voice. God, I pray that you will make change in their hearts and lead them in the change that they are going to lead into the world around them. God, help them to know that they are so loved, that you care for them, God, and that through the way that you nourish them, they are going to bring great beauty and great health to the community around them. And actually with our women, we're going to be a, begin to bloom, create new blooms for our whole community. We thank you for them in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for listening. Please connect with us at adifferentlight.com.au or join us at one of our Sunday gatherings.